What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois. It's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird. The Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. in uh, happy wednesday to you wednesday you know what that means it is the uh, third day of the year it is a january 2024 20 january 3rd that's what i'm trying to say there and i can't contain my excitement here i can barely speak as welcome in to the uh, program wednesday edition travis sparks here flying solo on the show eric out of the uh, studio this morning and uh coming up i got a good show lined up for you on this wednesday edition coming up here on the start and lane up live here for the next hour on espn radio Got a good one lined up for you. Local sports to uh, hit up on as often running outside of the holiday uh, tournaments, starting that uh, new year, flipping the calendars over, and uh, some teams starting off 2024 exactly how they ended uh, 2023. And we'll take a look at that uh, last night's uh, slate of action uh, there. And we'll hit up on a light schedule for uh, this evening uh, there as well. And also uh, coming up on the uh, program, you heard it right here on a 98.9, and that was uh, the Illinois of Fighting Illini take care of business against Northwestern. I got lots to say about that, and the rest of the uh, College of Basketball, including uh, stuff happening there on the women's side as well. Miss Caitlin Clark doing uh, good things, and I'll hit up on that as well. And uh, since we haven't been on the show on Monday, we had a lot to talk about uh, yesterday, so we weren't able to uh, squeeze in any of the NFL from over the weekend. So we'll take a look at uh, that. And I got some stuff to say. I'm really disappointed that Eric is not here this morning because I was going to unleash some Justin Fields takes. And I'm just going to have to do that and throw it out there into the wind. And maybe he'll hear it. And maybe he'll have a response on uh, tomorrow's show. But uh, coming up, I got uh, some uh, takes on Justin Fields and what the Bears uh, should do, especially after uh, Sunday's game against the uh, Falcons and heading into week number 18 of the NFL season. 
may not be able to get to that too much and all the playoff scenarios that's going to happen in week 18 there's like eight games that have some sort of a playoff implications uh there so i might have to explore that uh tomorrow or friday uh there we'll just have to see where we can get into and also hit up on uh, the nba from uh, last night the NHL, I know that we've kind of uh, completely forgot about uh, the NHL at times, and we've kind of pushed NBA to the side as well. But, uh, I mean, the Pistons losing streak is over. We didn't even talk uh, yesterday. That happened over the break, and I think I was uh, with Eric on Saturday, actually, and broke that news uh, to him that the Pistons uh, ended that losing streak there on a Saturday. And I'll take a look at the NBA uh, from last night. Whatever I don't get to here in the Treasure Show. Guys, I only have one hour to do it. And it's really, with commercials, it's less than an hour. So uh, whatever I don't get to, I'll get it to in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion. You know where to find that, your favorite podcasting platforms, as well as the uh, FEMradio.com website. is also a good uh, tool for that, as well as if you want to go back into the archives and listen to any of the uh, games of uh Altamont boys, girls of 2023, and uh, last night's game is up there for the girls against OPH that I'll get into, and uh, that's up there on the podcasting feed on the website as well, so uh, go check it out. Of course, the starting line would not be possible without McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and a Tatopolis Estate Bank. And also at the top of the show, wanted to uh, remind uh, folks and uh, that the uh, Cardinals Caravan is uh, coming up here shortly in Mattoon. It's going to be uh, rolling in on uh, uh, January. Uh, let's see, January 14th is when it's going to be in uh, Mattoon. There in the uh, Lakers Fieldhouse there at Lakeland College. So uh, we do anticipate on doing something uh, for uh, that. So make sure to uh, stay tuned uh, for that when more information is released. And we'll unleash it on you as well. But make sure if you want to, uh, always a good time to uh, go up there to Mattoon and uh, check that out. The Cardinals Caravan rolling into Mattoon uh, coming up. And not this upcoming Sunday, but uh, next Sunday after that so uh you got super wild card weekend then that week and you got the cardinals caravan in a mad tune on sunday january 14th wanted to hype that up here on the program as well all right so i got a lot to get to in only a short amount of time to do so so let's hit it up and let's get it started and it's a segment that we like to call first things first before we get into the show things first and i'm also a little disappointed that eric is uh, not here because uh, maybe i could be completely wrong on this but uh, maybe we can uh, still try to uh, convince him that it's okay to get on uh, the hype train that is uh, the uh, fighting illini and it's okay to be a believer it's not time to wait for the bottom to drop out because uh, this team is real and uh, last night Right here on these airwaves of 98.9, you heard of the Fighting Illini basketball team absolutely destroy little brother Northwestern, and they won by 30 points, and Brian Barnard said it best at the end of the game. I was listening to it on my way back home from Oblong last night, and he said it best. The Illini were in control 
from the second half of the end of the first half. And they ended that on a uh, strong run to uh, go into the break with a uh, decent lead, a wide margin there. They led 46-29 at the break. And what they ended up uh, there on a nice little run, uh, their 11-0 run to uh, close out of the uh, first half. And it was pretty much over from uh, that point. And we don't even need TSJ, do we? Like, look at this. Look at this team. And that's what it is. That's a team right now. So it's okay to believe in the fighting Illini. Because in years past, this Illini team would have jumped in the top 10. They would have looked sluggish. They would have maybe won this by five points or whatnot. Because Northwestern can't quite figure them out because of their losses against Mississippi State and Chicago State. That's a big head scratcher. But then they beat Purdue in the fashion that they did. But then they come out and they looked like this last night. Maybe credit that to uh, the uh, Fighting Illini and a big props and why this team is different than in years past is that this is a team. I feel like there's no ego on the team. And that's kind of what Coach Underwood has said there at the end of a couple of games here recently about uh, there's no bad eggs in the locker room. Maybe that was some subtle shots at some people that were here in the past, but uh, everybody puts the team up first. And uh, look at this. We're without Terrence Shannon Jr. the past two games. And what did we do? We uh, dropped a hundo on Fairleigh Dickerson. I know that's Fairleigh Dickerson, 101 points. But then and they come right back at it against Northwestern, jump into the top 10, and they almost put up another hundo on a Northwestern and a 96 points once again. And my goodness, I'm again Disappointed that Eric is not here because I wanted him to apologize here on the show to Marcus Damask. He went off there in MSG and wasn't sure if he could do it again. Well, last night he did it again and got a standing ovation there at the State Farm Center. 32 points Damask dropped there last night in a team high. He also had six assists as well. And boom. You know, Damask, maybe he's not going to give you uh, this every single night, but he is capable every once in a while to do this. And uh, there's going to be nights where he's not going to shoot the ball very well. And then there's going to be nights like last night and nights like against FAU that he can put up 32 points. And my goodness, Justin Harmon has been a, a savior off the bench the last couple of games. He thought, oh, man, he had 18 points the other day against Fairleigh Dickerson. And uh, he did that by two points better. Last night he had a 20 off the bench, and uh, he had a, a great game. And so he's one of those guys that, you know, you're going to need to uh, step up in the absence of a TSJ. And like I said, do we even need him? Because we're without our best player, and we just dropped 101 points, and we just dropped 96 as well so i think they are doing just fine without him and we'll see as we go along and more details come out and whatnot we'll see how long we'll be out without a terrence Shannon jr but maybe we'll return to the lineup uh, sooner rather than later and uh, it gets uh, cleared up uh, potentially uh, there but also, you got to give uh, Quincy Gear uh, big props as well. 14 points and a double-double with 10 rebounds. He's been good at filling in. Coleman Hawkins, he's finally starting to get healthy. And the Coleman Hawkins haters are being a little bit quiet here in the last several games. He dropped 13 points after he's coming back from that injury and maybe getting a little bit healthier uh, there. 
but Harmon, 29 minutes off the bench, and no one had more than 10 minutes off the bench. Kind of was uh, odd to see that, especially with the blowout the way it was for the Finding Illini. But uh, hey, they're also getting it done, and why this team is different than teams in the past of Illinois is that they're doing it on the defensive end and that's why that I think that this team is different 41 percent from the field Northwestern shot last night and uh, they uh, held them uh, pretty early on as well right out of the gates uh, for the Wildcats and uh, so that's where you win games you win rebounding you win it on the defensive end and we said that this team in the beginning of the year was elite defensively and they keep proving it night in and a night out. And last night was no different. Northwestern shot 31% in the half, in the first half. And they didn't shoot much better uh, for the rest of the game uh, there. And I said that a lot. I beats Northwestern again. They have now won nine straight against the Wildcats. They're in Champaign. And they have won 10 out of the last 11 meetings against Northwestern overall. So little brother up at Chicago, maybe not Chicago's Big Ten school. We own the state of Illinois, especially in basketball against Northwestern there. And also, we need to give some flowers and we need to give some props. Again, I'll defend him at every turn, and I know about the stuff in March and the shortcomings uh, there and whatnot. I'm not exactly in love with Brad Underwood. But every time that Eric goes on the defensive against him as a coach, I have to defend him at every turn because the stats bear it out. I don't care the talent of the players and whatnot. He's the one that is the head coach, so he gets props as well. And again, uh, now, if you didn't believe it before, and in the past four seasons, um, the Illini are now the winningest team in Big Ten conference play since the start of 2019-2020 season. And so you have those accomplishments of the back-to-back co-Big Ten championships. You have the tournament championship in 2021. And uh, then uh, you have 57 wins in conference play over the last four-plus seasons. And uh, jumping into the top 20 or jumping into the top 10 in the AP Top 25 for the first time in January since they were number six all the way back in 2006. So uh, give some flowers, give some props to uh, Coach Underwood and uh, this Illini squad. And also give props to their free throw shooting as well. What they were 10 for 15 from the line uh, last night. And that's something that we always seem to uh, dog on them. Oh, they were better than that. They were 16 and 20. My bad. I'm sorry. They were even better than what I thought. Uh, they were 10 of 18 from three-point range. I knew I saw that stat uh, somewhere. 16 for 20 from the line. So they're getting it done from the charity stripe as well. And Damasco and 9 for 10 from free throw line last night as well. So a big blowout winner against a little brother Northwestern. And I know looking at the uh, big picture, Northwestern, they just beat uh, Purdue a couple weeks ago or a month ago, whatever it was. I think it was last month, actually. And uh, the Illini will be in Mackey in West Lafayette. It's a showdown there against Purdue, the number one team overall in uh, the uh, country. And uh, speaking of uh, Purdue, last night they were in action as they handled uh, Maryland pretty easily. 67-2, to 53 was the uh, final score there. Zach Eady having 23 points, 12 rebounds, 
to lead the number one of Boilermakers into that matchup on a Friday. Heavyweight matchup there and one that is highly anticipated. Just like yesterday's game, jumping into Big Ten play without TSJ, they passed that test against Northwestern. And now we'll see maybe if people, the doubters, will start to believe how well we play on uh, Friday against the number one team in the land. Can't wait uh, for uh, that one. And we'll have in the gym one eye on that Altamont Dietrich game there. And we'll also have one eye and ear on that game in West Lafayette on Friday. 7.30 will be the tip-off for that one between number nine, Illinois, visiting number one, Purdue. Elsewhere, college basketball uh, last night, a number four UConn, they won over DePaul pretty easily, 85 to uh, 56. Uh, Tennessee all over North Fork State, 87 50. North Carolina all over Pitt, 70 to 57. And number 13, uh, Colorado State over New Mexico, 76 68. Dukies blowing out Syracuse there at Cameron Indoor, 86 66 was the final. Overrated FAU against Eastern Carolina, and FAU won that one 79-64. Baylor with a win over Cornell, 98-79. Number 21, Wisconsin over over Iowa, 83-72 was the uh, final strong second half for the Badgers. Ends up getting the win, and another blowout with Auburn and Penn as Auburn, number 25 in the country, wins by 20 over Pennsylvania, 88-68 was the final score there in uh, that one. And was there any other games in Big Ten play besides those three top 25 teams? No, there wasn't. And uh, so uh, what kind of action uh, do we have uh, going on uh, tonight? We got Rutgers at Ohio State in the Big Ten. Also, Indiana visits Nebraska tonight as well. Top 25, I think there was a couple of teams in action. Yep, number 23, uh, Providence. Is hosting Seton Hall and a number 18 Clemson or number 16 Clemson is at the U Miami this evening as well. Also wanted to give a, a shout out to uh, uh, Iowa. You know, kind of weird to give love to Iowa, but uh, women's college basketball. Uh, we don't dislike them there as much as we do in other sports, uh, so it's okay. And they also have Caitlin Clark as well. It's kind of hard to uh, hate her. 40 points last night, including the uh, game winner. Almost hit it from the Iowa logo. Basically hit it from the beak there on the Hawkeye at Carver Hawkeye last night, and they went over Michigan State 76-73. Another 40-burger for Kaylin Clark. And I know that we mentioned it a long time ago, but uh, Kaylin Clark has a legitimate shot at becoming um, the all-time leading scorer in a Division One in women's college basketball. Uh, Kelsey Plum has that record. 3,528 points is the mark that Kaylin Clark is looking to have. And currently right now, if she's going on her current career scoring average pace at 27.7 points per game Clark would pass Plum against Illinois on February 25th and that's also at her current season pace that would even be better at that she would if she goes on her current average of 31 and a half points a game this season she would break the record against Michigan on February 15th about a week prior to that and I believe that Illinois and Iowa game is actually in Iowa. So, man, it would have been a hot ticket there in a Champaign if they came to town there. But I have to double check on that one. But uh, Kaylin Clark doing good things there in Iowa. And another moment for her 
as she has uh, the game winner there. And yes, that uh, February 25th game is actually in Iowa there. Mm, bummer. She hasn't even come to Illinois there at all this season. So that's a big bummer uh, there, bub. Um, so that was a look at uh, College of Basketball uh, there last night. And if you didn't believe before in the Fighting Illini, you should now because get on the train because the hype train is leaving the station here and we're going right into Mackie and see what we do against the number one team in the country Boilermakers and we'll talk more about that on Friday and I'm sure Eric will have a response to what I everything that I'm saying here today all right so coming up next here on the starting lineup I'm gonna be talking more basketball and we're talking uh, some high school basketball and the action that happened last night and a light schedule for uh, this evening but we talk about it all coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back hey son how are you feeling uh, I'm fine pops what's on your mind I just I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder. Metamorphosis, lost of who you thought you was. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounded.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. As I reflect on the previous year, I can't help but be proud to be a part of the team here at Nemerks. Consistency and reliability are a few words that come to mind. Our cook's ability to consistently put out quality, value-packed dinners in speedy fashion. Our servers and bartenders' ability to be there every time you need another Coors Light or a slice of cherry pie. And the host staff continually providing family chicken specials to you in our pickup window. Thank you for trusting Nemerks to be a part of your lives. So delicious, always special, Nemerks Steakhouse. Shop Rule King's end-of-the-year clearance for huge savings on top brands across the store. Pick up this week's Rudy Special, heavy-duty tote, now $6.99. Score 60% off all in-stock tree stands, soft blinds, hunt chairs, and cushions. And get 30% off all in-stock outerwear and snow boots. Don't miss the end-of-the-year clearance now through January 3rd at your neighborhood Rule King or RuleKing.com, America's farm and home store. At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Get 10% off select concrete mix when you buy one pound more. And there's more. Get 15% off select primed finger joint boards when you buy 10 or more. Visit us in-store or online for low prices on the materials you need. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You could enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. And now, the starting lineup. Eric Price, Sports Center updates the Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night to take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still goodness. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9, the game. 
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at uh, some more basketball, but this one is at the more local level. We had a uh, stacked schedule last night as the teams getting started in the uh, new year post those holiday tournaments. Saying let's just go down the list so I don't skip over anybody uh, last night in a boys basketball to start off the new year. Tatopoulos uh, picked up the uh, W over Monticello. And that was in Tatopoulos there. 57-44 to was the final score. The Sages actually got out to a decent start there. They led by uh, 4, 15-11 after the first quarter. But then Tatopoulos with a strong second quarter. They led seven, or they outscored Monticello 17-11 there in that quarter. And they, uh, the Shoes actually took a two-point lead into the half. And they kind of took control there in the second half and uh, kind of pulled away. Uh, there, uh, Gaddis, he led the way for the issues. He had 18 points and a loss, and he was another player that was in a double figures for T-Town. He had 12 points there, and it was Welter leading the way for Monticello. He had a 16 in the loss for the uh, Sages. Um, it was uh, St. Anthony making the uh, trek to Robinson there, and uh, St. Anthony won 65 to uh, 38 was the uh, final score there. Uh, St. Anthony lay, led by a slim margin there in the opening quarter, 14-11, to 11, but uh, they extended that out at halftime, and uh, they doubled them up in the third quarter and went on to a win there easily, cruising to the win. Uh, Schmidt, he had a 19 points to lead the way for St. A. Brock Fearday, he added 16, and Westendorf, he had 12 in the uh, contest there. So St. Anthony picks up a, another dub, uh, Pinkston, I uh, led the way for Robinson. He had a nine of points, but that was the only player uh, there close to double figures. Noah Gilmore, he did have eight points, uh, but uh, St. Anthony picking up a, a W there against the Maroons. Uh, in NTC play, it was Windsor Sioux Straws picking up the win over Nioga, 41-35. to uh, This was a low-scoring affair, defensive battle. Nioga actually had the three-point lead after the opening quarter, uh, but then Windsor Sioux Straws outscored him there, 13-10 to in the uh, second, and ended up tying the game at 20 at halftime. And then Windsor takes control there in the third, outscoring the Indians 12-5. to in that quarter to go on to a win there. Uh, Neoga, they got the one-point margin in the fourth quarter, but again, uh, that third quarter was the difference uh, there. Manhart led the way for the Hatchets. He had 10, and Gurgle added 9 in the W for Windsor. Stu Straws. It was Dietrich picking up the W over Paris 64 to 51. And I believe I ran into a caravan of Maroon fans there last night and making the trek to Paris uh, there on my way to Oblong last night as well. Uh, Dietrich, great start uh, as they uh, outscored the Tigers 17 to 7 in that opening quarter. And uh, Paris made it a little bit closer there in uh, the uh, third, uh, but ultimately uh, Dietrich went in the fourth quarter to uh, pull away for the 13-point win. Uh, Wessendorf, he had 15. Uh, Keck had 14. Will, Anna Funneman, and Gephardt, they all had a 12 points. So that's a winning formula right there. Win one, two, three, four, five, six players in the scoring column, and five of those are in a double figures. Uh, there, uh, Langston led the way for a Paris. He had 17. Uh, Rigdon, he had 12 
in the loss for the uh, Tigers. So Dietrich rolls into the new year after their holiday championship, and they get it with a dub here starting the new year with that big game coming up on a Friday for seeding purposes in the NTC tournament against Altamont on Friday. Looking forward to uh, that one. Also, pink out night there in Dietrich as well. So uh, packing the gym for a good cause there on Friday. And we'll be exploring that matchup here uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, SEB got the win over OPH, 69-247 last night. Decent start for SEB. They outscored OPH there 23-16 in the opening quarter. OPH made it a little bit closer there at halftime, but... Uh, third quarter again was the difference for the Eagles. They soar here, outscored OPH 26 to seven in that quarter to uh, uh, go away with a blowout. Uh, Schwab uh, he had uh, 23 to lead the way for SEB. I would add 16, and Mason had 12 for SEB. Um, and also in the uh, Apollo or a former Apollo matchup. It was Olney after their uh, championship in the Duster Thomas. They start off the new year with a win against Effingham. 52-26 was the uh, final score there. It looks like Hallman led the way for Olney. He had 19 and uh, Winkler had 13 for the uh, Tigers. Olney off to a, a good start there. 20-7 to they outscored Effingham in the opening quarter and they never looked back uh, there. Only single digit quarters for the Hearts. Uh, there as let's see it looks like uh, Phillips had a 10 points to lead the way for the hearts uh, there and uh, a win therefore only a nice feather and they cap over uh, 3a school uh, there Mattoon with a win over Payne. I mean I guess only in uh, basketball would be 3a as well so uh, maybe not as impressive a win as I, I originally thought of stepping up in weight class there uh, Mattoon got the win over Pena, 62-45. Charleston with a nice win. This was definitely a nice win. I I know that Casey's only 1A and Charleston 3A, but uh, Charleston with a dub over the Warriors, 55-46. Argenta with a win over Central A&M, 50-42. It's Rochester over Newton, 65-44. As uh, Newton made that a trek there on a Tuesday night, a long way to go, um, and unfortunately, they fall there in a blowout against the Rockets. Uh, we also had Calhoun over Gillespie, 66-46. Litchfield over Mount Olive, 83-12. Old Marquette with the win over Hillsborough, 76-48. In girls basketball uh, last night, uh, this is the game that I was at that I was talking about. As Altamont started off the new year like they ended in 2023. As Altamonte picks up a, another dub as they went over OPH 76-49 there in Oblong last night. And the win streak for the Lady Indians continue for Altamont as now they improved to a 14-2 on the year. And now they've won 12 in a row and starting to play good basketball here towards the end of the year. And now they pick up right where they left off their 12-game winning streak for the Lady Indians as uh, they got up to the early lead there, 18-9. Probably about three or four minutes into the first quarter um, until OPH scored and finally got on the board. But, you know, if you want to look at some improvement for OPH as what they lost by 35 points or whatever it was just last Wednesday against Altamont in that Robinson tournament, and they only lost by 27 uh, here last night. So uh, improvement. Altamont, 
they scored more points, but OPH did as well uh, there. So uh, Kidwell, she was all over the court last night for OPH. She had 24. Uh, Bailey had 15. But Altamont, you know, they had balanced scoring last night. And uh, you had uh, four girls in double figures, of course. Nelson pouring in 22 points like you'd expect. Uh, but Skyly Klein had a great game. She had a couple made threes. And uh, she had 15. Uh, Peyton Osteen, she had a good game. She had 12. Uh, Kaylee Lurkins had 11. Most of that damage came in the first quarter. But uh, the point of emphasis there early on was get the ball inside to Lurkins as uh, Russell, the other post player for OPH, was in a little bit of foul trouble there, picking up two early fouls, and Lurkins took advantage of that. And, uh, you know, it's dumping in the post, and if it's not there, pass it out to an open three-point shooter, playing an inside-out game there. And uh, uh, Kylie Osteen and Grunlow are right there with eight points apiece as well. So you like to see that balance scoring last night for Altima uh, there. And uh, so Altamont just keeps on winning here. And uh, they also are back in the conference play on a Thursday. They're back at home against South Central. And that's also big for uh, seeding purposes um, tomorrow against the Cougars. And we'll see what they did uh, coming up here in just a second. But 5-0 uh, and in the conference is Altamont. And uh, they'll try to lock up a number one seed uh, there in the women's tournament. Uh, there on a Thursday, but a uh, little bit of work to be done there on Thursday. Uh, Webster's a real deal for South Central. Speaking of South Central, they got the win over Martinsville. Big 55-26 to was the final. South Central 24-5 to over Martinsville there in the opening quarter, and they never looked back. Like I said, Webster, real deal. She had 22 points to lead the way for the Cougars after um, they fell in the Dietrich Holiday Tournament. Uh, championship and uh, Johnson had 11 in the win for South Central as well. Uh, Cowden also picked up the win over Dietrich in conference play and this one was by 2, 52 to 50 as uh, Dietrich actually led by a point after 1, 12 to 11. CHBC takes the lead at halftime though by having a good uh, second quarter. Dietrich comes back to him though, outscores him 12 to 3 in the third and then Cowden wins by a narrow margin, 18-12 to 12 there in the final period to pick up the two-point win. Uh, Rodman, 26 points, and they need every single one of them for the Bobcats. Uh, Stuckemeyer also had nine in the win as well. And uh, we also had FEM matching up with Newton. This was our rematch of the Bob Kearns championship, and it was FEM with a win over Newton again, 51-26. Single-digit quarters for Newton in the first, second, and third. They have a better fourth, but it was over at that point. Uh, Wolf led the way for FEM, 14 points. So FEM coming off that uh, Coles County uh, Tournament Championship. They start the new year with a dub, and Mosier added 10 points as well. Donaldson um, had eight, so almost in double figures there. Uh, leading the way for Newton, Kessler had eight points, and uh, that was the uh, closest girl to double figures. Bennett had a seven there for the Eagles. It's Taylorville with a win over Williamsville, 77-24. It was Mount Zion picking up the win over Paris, 44-31. And also I wanted to give a, a shout-out there to uh, Denver Anderson of the uh, Mount Zion Braves as she became the all-time leading scorer in uh, girls basketball history. They're at Mount Zion uh, there in the win. So great accomplishment there. 
South Central Conference, it was Mount Olive over Litchfield, 41-31, and Hillsboro over Riverton, 64-38. Local schedule for tonight, a light schedule, but a couple games here in boys basketball. Uh, we have South Central making the trip to Carlisle, and Muhammad is up in Rantoul, and Marshall is hosting OPH in both boys and a girls basketball tonight. So that is the only girls basketball game on the schedule here uh, this evening is OPH and Marshall there. If you missed any of those scores, you can check it out on the website, femradio.com, so you can find those results. All right, I'll step away and uh, coming back. I'll be talking about uh, the NFL, and I'll tell you what the Chicago Bears should do about uh, Justin Fields. I unleash my field stake coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Happy New Year from your friends at Ruhal Auto Body. Located between Effingham and Tutopolis, Ruhal Auto Body carries accessories and offers installation while bringing their masterful touch to your vehicle, ensuring it shines like it just rolled off the factory floor. Trust in their quality care to erase the dinks and dents of last year. After all, a new year means a new look to your car. Give your car the refresh it deserves. Call us today or stop in and visit us. Ruhal Auto Body, because every car deserves a fresh start. Football is back, and NFL Plus has you covered. Get NFL Plus, and you'll never miss a moment of live football action this season with live local and primetime games on mobile, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, live game audio, and more all in one place. That's right. This season, get NFL Red Zone and NFL Plus Premium so you never miss a touchdown. That's every touchdown from every game every Sunday during the regular season across devices. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mmm. Eckridge smoked sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Oh, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secret's out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now, the starting lineup. That was back in the 50s and 60s. I know not a lot of, there were not as many teams, not as many good players or whatever, but. but still. Travis knows this from Hate personal experience. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Eight in a row, impressive. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks with your Sports Center update. The Blues will be back at Enterprise Center for a brief one-game homestand tomorrow. Blues will take on the Vancouver Canucks. St. Louis on a two-game losing streak. That's not actually a streak after losing to Pittsburgh 4-2 on a Saturday. 
Uh, the Blackhawks are on a three-game losing streak. Now that's an actual streak following a 3-0 shutout loss against the Nashville Predators at Bridgetown Arena last night. Chicago surrendered a power play goal in the sixth minute of regulation, and the penalty kill unit let another puck find the back of the net late in the third. And Chicago's in last place in the Central Division with 24 points. Speaking of Chicago, the Bulls had to settle with a home-and-home -home split against the 76ers following a 110-97 loss at Wells Fargo last night. The Bulls never led in the game and trailed by as many as 31 points in the final frame before rallying in garbage time to make the score look prettier. DeMar DeRozan paced Chicago with 16 points. Good news coming for the Bulls, though. The Bulls could be getting Zach Levine back in the near future. Chicago coach Billy Donovan said yesterday that the guard could return from a sore right foot within the next week. Levine has been sidelined since November 28th after dealing with right foot inflammation. And the Chicago Cubs finally made a move. They had a depth to their bullpen. The club signed reliever Colton Brewer to a contract for the 2024 season yesterday. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here flying solo those sports that I read today. And I uh, give myself a B- minus on that one. And, I mean, really, that should have been first things first, right? The Cubs actually finally did something. Uh, Colton Brewer. Who? Colton Brewer. 31-year-old appeared in just three games last year for the Yankees. Had a 4.32 ERA in eight and a third innings. That's your big move that you've made in the offseason so far. Good good on you, Cubs. But, hey, at least you finally did something, right? All right, and we're already going to be talking about Chicago enough in this segment, so uh, I don't even want to talk about the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, they're losing again. Uh, the savior, Connor Bedard, didn't even have a shot on goal last night. All right, so here we go. We go into uh, the uh, NFL from uh, last week and uh, Thursday night football from last night, or not last night, but last week. It was the Browns uh, clinching a uh, playoff spot with who? Joe Flacco, the elite Joe Flacco, of course. They pick it up the uh, dub over the Jets, 37-20 uh, uh, there. And I didn't even get to this on my sports center read, but the uh, Jets... Uh, and uh, the uh, Dalvin Cook era in New York is over. They're parting ways with uh, Dalvin. Uh, they waived him on Tuesday there, according to ESPN. Mutually agreed upon as the uh, restructured his contract to forfeit remaining guarantees. He's eligible to sign with another team ready to make a playoff run for the 20-year-old. Uh, they're played in 15 games a season uh, combined with uh, the teams and uh, carried the ball only 67 times for 214 yards with the Jets this year and uh, they'll be taking on the Patriots this weekend and what could potentially be um, the uh, final game coached by Coach Belichick uh, there in New England. Also on a Saturday of course the big uh, controversial uh, thing here with the Lions and the Cowboys Cowboys winning by a point there, 20-19. to 19. Uh, But maybe they shouldn't have as Detroit had a couple of tries there on the two-point conversion. Did the uh, lineman establish himself? And did they uh, coordinate before the game, during the game, to the official of who was eligible uh, there with that lineman? Uh, the Lions probably got screwed in uh, that situation. Uh, but the Cowboys, they pulled it off there, and the Lions probably blew any chance of having a shot at a two-seed 
uh, there in the postseason with that loss. We'll see what they do against Minnesota on Sunday, but uh, it's a tough one to take uh, there for Coach Campbell and the Lions. And Cowboys just win again at home. 16 straight they won there in Dallas uh, with the one-point escape against Detroit on Saturday. On uh, Sunday, last Sunday, it was the uh, Bills with the win over the uh, Patriots, 27-21. And, man, oh, man, it's winner-take-all for the AFC East coming up this uh, Sunday on Sunday Night Football. I wrote them off just like everyone else did. I wrote off the Bills, but here they are. They could potentially get into the playoffs, and they could even potentially win the East after that six-point win there on Sunday against the Pats. Uh, the Colts, they got a, a narrow win uh, there, 23-20. to uh, 20. So uh, they're on the brink of a playoff, and they're on the brink of a division title as well. But that's coming up on the line on Saturday. Uh, the Rams, they uh, got the win over the uh, Giants, 26-25. to uh, 25. Kyron Williams have been a savior for the Rams this season and have been a savior for maybe some people in their fantasy leagues as well. Three tutties on Sunday. And thank you, thank you, thank you to the Terrible Towels and the Pittsburgh Steelers for keeping their playoff hopes alive and clinching that winning record. And they win over the Seahawks 30-23, to and that officially clinched the playoffs for my Rams. So what an idiot who picked the Rams to finish in last place of the West in contention of the number one overall pick there. Who would do that? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, can we apologize to the Dallas Cowboys now after the uh, Cardinals won against uh, Philadelphia 35-31 I heard all season long about this uh, loss in week 3 that the Cowboys suffered at the hand of the Arizona Cardinals and now Philadelphia suffers a loss to the Arizona Cardinals as well and uh, that loss that Dallas had that was even without Kyler Murray at quarterback for the Cards and this one I had Kyler Murray uh, there, I know. But three touchdowns, they rallied. And Philadelphia is probably the most dysfunctional 11-5 and team I can think of in recent memory. Maybe there's someone that escapes me uh, there. But uh, Philadelphia, not exactly coming in strong into the postseason there. Uh, Saints, they won over the Bucks, 23-13, uh, throwing the NFC South into chaos. They tied things up there, and it's up for grabs in Week eight, week 18. Who's going to win this crappy division and get knocked out in the first round? We'll see. 49ers, they locked up the uh, top seed in the NFC by beating the Commanders, 27-10 to uh, there. And 49ers locked it up, so hopefully you have your championships locked up in fantasy football as well. Hopefully you had a Week 17 championship game rather than a Week 18 because is Brock Purdy going to play? Is, uh, is uh, Christian McCaffrey going to play? Who knows? Jaguars get the shutout against the Panthers, 26-2 at nothing. Four-game losing streaks over for the Jags, even though that's kind of not what everyone's talking about in the game. Afterwards, it's the Carolina owner throwing drinks on the fans there in Jacksonville. Uh, but the Jaguars on the brink of not only losing out on the division title, but potentially losing out on a playoff spot as well. That's on the line. And the Jags won despite the absence of Trevor Lawrence. 
Ravens put on the Dolphins yesterday. I mentioned in my top three, 56-19. That's a score gami. Never happened before. And uh, the Ravens really put it on the Dolphins there. And also uh, the uh, Dolphins suffering an injury there to a Chubb as well. And Dolphins in a winner-take-all there for the AFC East. Uh, the Texans beat the Titans 26-23. And uh, C.J. Stroud, 213 yards to keep the Texans' playoff hopes alive. Uh, the Broncos got the W over the Chargers 16-2-9. It doesn't matter who's that quarterback. It doesn't matter if it's Russell Wilson or Stidham. Yeah, Broncos still got the win. Chiefs pulled it out against the uh, Bengals, 25-17. And you can really thank Harrison Butker for the win of their Chiefs. Six field goals in uh, the uh, win. Uh, Ronte Rice was good. He was the shining star uh, receiver for the Chiefs. But that's not hard to do with how inept KC has been at that position this year. And the Packers hold uh, their playoff chances in uh, their Hands as well, 33-10 to 10 against the Vikings. And I saved it for the last, but uh, the Bears, they beat the Falcons, 37-17. to a 17. And here we go. How much time do I have left on the show? Unfortunately, I don't have a, a lot of a time left here. But I will tell you that after this win against the Falcons on Sunday, what is the decision going into next year of what the Bears should do not only did they clinch the number one pick thanks to the Panthers' loss, but they've locked up who their quarterback is. Justin Fields is the guy. You don't need to do anything else. 2024, Justin Fields is your guy. I know about the contract. I know about restructuring his deal. And coming off the rookie deal, you're going to have to pay him. But this guy is the guy. He's not the problem. He's the answer. He's the savior. You keep Justin Fields. Maybe you quietly see what you can get for him for that number one pick if you wanna, if people want to uh, make calls about him. Maybe you have it under the table. But he made a statement there yesterday, the other day, against the Falcons. That one throw in the back of the end zone to DJ. What a catch by Moore. But what a throw by Justin Fields as well in the snow. I don't care what the stats say. I have seen him steadily improve throughout the season. I don't care what his passer rating is. You think Drake May is making plays like that, third down that he uh, made by scrambling out of pressure and picking up the first down? You think Caleb Williams wants this smoke, this Chicago media? He got ate up at USC. And every big game that the Trojans had this year, they lost. They should have been in the Pac-12 championship game in the Oregon or Washington spot. They should have been in the college football playoff that Washington is if Caleb Williams was as good as he was. No, he failed, and Caleb Williams is not the guy. Justin Fields is the guy in Chicago. You should keep him, and if they win against Green Bay this season or this week, stick with Fields, trade the number one pick, and then a trade down to the second, third, fourth, anywhere you want. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. Add him to this offense. And the defense have played extremely well since Matt Everflus has taken over the play calling duties. And he's also going to be returning on the sidelines uh, there. Seems like the only person that's not coming back is the offensive coordinator. The fans also want Justin Fields back. We want Fields. We want Fields. 
That's what they were saying at the end of the game. And hopefully uh, Ryan Poles and the rest of the organization heard that as well. And they heard it from the locker room as well. These guys in the locker room want Justin Fields onto the field as their quarterback. It's not just lip service. It's not just trying to have their teammates back. I think this the guys actually mean it. And you need to keep Justin Fields for 2024. He's your guy. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and get a boatload for the number one pick and beat Green Bay this week to keep them out of the playoffs. I'll have more to say about that, and I'll probably have a rebuttal from Eric uh, there, but I need to step away because I'm up against the clock. Coming up next, I'll close it out with the NBA. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms including blizzards can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. And now... But mm-hmm. that is when ESPN News should be utilized. Yeah. Not cornhole. The starting lineup. It's pretty bags. it's pretty awesome. Sorry, bags. Yeah, which is it? Is it bags or cornhole? Playing. I think yeah, I, I always go bags. I always say that. On ninety eight nine the game. <laughs> Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98 on the game. ESPN Radio only here on ESPN Radio for just a, a smidge a bit longer. Close things out. We're talking about the 76ers. Joel B drops a triple-double there. 31 points, 15 boards, 10 assists in the uh, W there. Uh, the Grizz with the win over the uh, Spurs, 106-98. to uh, 98. John Moran goes off for 26, 10 assists, double-double for him. Wimby, 20 points, 4 blocks, and the loss for the Spurs. Pelicans with the win and won 12-85 over the Nets. Only got 10 points from Zion in 26 minutes of action, but that's okay. Pelicans still picked up the W there. The Thunder won by 4 over the Celtics. 127-2-1-23. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 36 points. Beats out the uh, great performance by uh, Christoph Porzingis. 34 points for Boston in the L. It was uh, Steph Curry going uh, for a 36 in the win for the Warriors. 121-115 over the Magic. There, Pablo Bancharo, 27 points, 12 rebounds in uh, the uh, loss for Orlando. 
And it was the Hornets with the win over the Kings. Kind of surprising with the Hornets being 8 and 24 this year over the Kings. 111 to 2104. Rozier goes off for 34 in the win there for the uh, Hornets. And action uh, tonight. The Bulls are back at it. And they're back at it on a national television. And they're back at it thanks to the New York Knicks probably. Because that's who they're facing at a 730 on ABC. And the Knicks favored by 9.5 in New York tonight. And the second game of that uh, doubleheader. But that one's going to be on ESPN. Is the Heat and the Lakers at a 9 o'clock. We also got the Bucks and Pacers matching up, and that rivalry that is beginning there. We got the Wizards going up against Cleveland in Cleveland. Thunder at Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Nets in Houston to take on the Rockets. Uh, Raptors at Memphis. Pelicans at Minnesota. Uh, the Blazers at Dallas to take on the Mavs. Clippers at Phoenix and the Pistons back in action against uh, the uh, Jazz there in Orlando matching up with Sacramento there tonight as well. All right, uh, so uh, that'll do it for me here on uh, Trusher Radio and uh, coming up in uh, the uh, podcast. I got some stuff to talk about in uh, the NHL and I just got some stuff fresh off the presses about the Cardinal Caravan as well coming to uh, Mattoon on Sunday as well. So I'll be telling you about that coming up in the uh, pod. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. Following that is uh, Freddie and Harry. So enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. The Iowa caucus is now less than two weeks away, kicking off election season. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, start in the lineup. Travis Park still flying solo here. And there was a couple of quick things that I wanted to uh, hit up on here in uh, the uh, pod, but you've heard me talk enough today, so I'll try not to be uh, too long in the teeth here in overtime, try to make this uh, quick. And I got some NHL stuff. I Like I mentioned there to close out the show, I got some news about the Cardinals caravan coming to uh, Mattoon and who's going to be showing up there to uh, the uh, caravan uh, for the uh campus of Lakeland College, so take a look at that, as well as uh, whatever I can, else I can get to here in the uh, pod as well, but let's uh, start it off here by uh, talking about, I said about the Panthers owner, David Tepper, uh, throwing a drink into the stands in Jacksonville, looks like he's going to be fined $300,000 for that, uh, David Tepper fined that by the NFL due to unacceptable conduct during the team's Week 17 loss to the Jaguars, Tepper had been caught on video throwing a drink into the direction of the stands from his upper air suite at the Jag Stadium. Tepper said in a statement that he regrets his behavior. The Panthers have gone a 31 and 67 since Tepper bought the team in 2018. 
The Steelers' current backup quarterback is denying rumors of his refusal to play. Kitty Pickett told the media yesterday that he didn't refuse to dress for last Sunday's win against the Seahawks because he wasn't going to be on the roster, or he wasn't going to be the starter. Pickett said he was healthy enough. The plan was to start and play. However, the second-year quarterback... is dealing with an ankle injury and was inactive. Head coach Mike Tomlin already named Mason Rudolph the starter for Pittsburgh's must-win game against the Ravens in Baltimore this Saturday. Rudolph has won both of his starts as Pittsburgh signal caller. Rudolph has won both of his starts as Pittsburgh sits just outside of a wild-card spot there. Uh, speaking of that same division, a former Cleveland Brown quarterback passed away. Frank Ryan passed away on Monday at the age of 87. Ryan led the Browns to an NFL title in 64 over Baltimore. He tossed three touchdown passes to uh, wide receiver Gary Collins as the underdog Browns shocked Hall of Famer Johnny Unitas and the Baltimore Colts that year. Ryan threw for over 16,000 yards, 149 touchdowns, and had a career of 57-27-3 record. As a starter, my coach Sean McVay is planning to return to the Rams next season. The head coach said during his Coach McVay show this week that he made a promise that he'd be back for the 2024 season. McVay notably pondered retirement after the 2022 season, but decided to keep on coaching. The 37-year-old has compiled a 69, nice, and 45 record with the Rams and led the team to a win over the Bengals in Super Bowl 56. McVay is currently under contract with L.A. through the 2026 season. And that wouldn't that be nice to contemplate retirement at the age of 37? That would only be a few years away from me. Uh, the Cowboys are adding a familiar face to the roster. ESPN reports that Dallas is signing offensive lineman Lionel Collins to their practice squad following a workout on Tuesday. Collins started 71 games at left guard and right tackle for the Cowboys from 2015 to 2021. The 30-year-old tore his ACL, MCL, and PCL late last season while playing for the Bengals. He was released in September and has not played in a game this season. In other news, the Cowboys also worked out veteran linebacker Damian Wilson. He stood up for Dallas from 2015 to 18 before spending time with the Chiefs, Jags, and Panthers. One of the top playmakers in college football is preparing for the next level. Georgia tight end Brock Bowers announced on social media that he's declaring it for the 2024 draft. Bowers played three seasons for the Bulldogs and helped the team win two natties. He finished this past season with 56 grabs, 714 yards, and six touchdowns in 10 games. Bowers concludes the, his Georgia career with 2,731 yards from scrimmage and 31 total TDs. He's ranked as ESPN Draft Analyst Mel Kiper Jr. as the top tight end in the 2024 NFL Draft. Uh, Rafael Nadal wins in his uh, successful return to singles action in Australia. The 22-time Grand Slam champion played his first singles match in nearly a year after suffering injuries last year. And he won in straight sets in the Brisbane International. In his encore interview after his first round win, he said it was an emotional and important day for him and what was one of the toughest years of his tennis career. And I mentioned about uh, Caitlin Clark's performance there against Michigan State. Well, gambling, not the sport of entertainment. No, Grambling's women basketball team rewriting history books. 
The Lady Tigers posted a 159-18 to win. Oh, my gosh. And a win over the College of Biblical Studies in Louisiana. It's the largest margin of victory in Division I women's basketball history. The previous record was set in 2018 by Savannah State, which beat Wesleyan by 129 points. My goodness, 141-point win. 159-18. I know you're supposed to play the game, but, man. That is a beatdown uh, there. Don't know if that was completely necessary uh, there. Hmm. But, hey, it was a win nonetheless. And I would hazard a guess about everyone would get in the scoring column, I would hope. Uh, they're in that one. So uh, that's a look at uh, the rest of your sports center. And I do have some this date in uh, sports history. And this one was a, a big one on uh, January 3rd of 1920. The Yankees, the Yankees purchased Babe Ruth from the Red Sox for just $125,000. Did that, uh, that move work out for the Yankees? How did it do for the Red Sox? I think we... History speaks for itself. And speaking of the Yankees, in 1973, a Georgia Steinbrenner acquired the Yankees on this day. In 1993, the 1992 NFC Wild Card game, and go figure that one out. <laughs> How weird the NFL season works like that. Uh, the Eagles beat the Saints 36-20. The Eagles rallied from a 20-7 third-quarter deficit to earn their first postseason victory since the 1980 NFC Championship game. Coincidentally, the game was on the same day as the Bills made their historic comeback against the Orioles, and that's why that no one remembers the Eagles' comeback because the Bills came back from 32 points down to beat Houston in the biggest comeback in NFL history at the time. During the 2022 season, the Vikings overcame a 33-point deficit to beat the Colts. Also on this date in January 3rd, 1999, the 98 wild card game between the 49ers and Packers. San Francisco, a seesaw affair, but the 49ers led 23-20 in the fourth quarter until Brett Favre threw a 15-yard touchdown pass to Antonio Freeman with 156 to play to give Green Bay a 27-23 advantage. But Steve Young re ret retaliated excuse me, with a 76-yard march and found a T.O. Terrell Owens in a crowd down the middle with a 25-yard strike in the end zone with just three seconds left to give the 49ers the win 30-27 over the pack. In a 2003, Ohio State beat Miami in the Fiesta Bowl 31-24 in a double OT. Miami fans thought they had won the game before a late pass interference flag gave Ohio State a fresh set of downs in the first overtime session, and the Buckeyes won it on a goal line stand in the second OT, effectively ending the Miami Hurricanes dynasty there with Ken Dorsey, Willis McGahee, and those guys, Craig Krenzel, Jim Trestle for Ohio State, Maurice Carlett, and uh, that team uh, there for the uh, Buckeyes. And also in 2021, uh, Steph Curry scored a career-high 62 points in a win against the Trailblazers, becoming the second-oldest player with a 60-point game, trailing only Kobe, who had become the first player to score more than 30 points in each half of a game since Pistol Pete did it for New Orleans back in February 25th, 1977. And that's your this date in uh, sports history for January 3rd. 
All right, let's take a look at what happened in the NHL world on January 2nd, yesterday. I already mentioned the pitiful performance by the Blackhawks. The uh, Hurricanes, uh, they got the win over Rangers, 6-1. to Blowout there. Uh, Carolina off to a good start this year, 21-13-4. Bruins, they're off to another great start as well, 4-1 to win over the uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, the Capitals win over the uh, Penguins. They hold on against the Penguins. As the Capitals had a 4 to nothing lead in the first period, but then uh, the Penguins got one in that first period to make it 4-1. to They cut it to 4-3, to but their comeback falls short. Ovechkin uh, has a goal, and that's his 830th career goal as well. And Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby, had a goal in the game as well. Uh, the Canadians, they beat the uh, Stars, one of a rare loss for Dallas in regulation, 4-3. to three. Montreal got the dub. The Flames with the win over the Wild, a 3-1. to one. Jets, so they're off to an amazing start. They're 23-9-4 on the season. They won over the Lightning, 4-2. to two. Hallibrook with 32 saves there. Uh, the Avalanche went in a uh, high-scoring affair, 5-4 to four over the Islanders in overtime. There. Uh, let's see. It looks like Edmonton got the win over the uh, Flyers of five to two. Connor McDavid five point night nine hundred career points for him over nine hundred career points for Connor McJesus. There. Drysdale scores. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has a pair of goals as well in the win for Edmonton. Uh, Panthers get the win over the Coyotes four to one. Canucks. Uh, Blues will be seeing them here shortly. They went over the Senators 6-3. Uh, Toronto with a uh, shutout over the uh, Kings 3-0. Uh, Martin Jones with a uh, shutout there. And the Red Wings 5-3 over the uh, Sharks and uh, the Sharks. 9-26-3 this year, so not a good year again for San Jose. Uh, action tonight, the two games are actually, there's only one game on a TNT tonight for some reason. Uh, the Devils are at the Capitals, and Maple Leafs are in Anaheim to take on the uh, Ducks there. Uh, let's see. I think the only thing that I had left was the news about the Cardinal Caravan. So I started the show hyping up the Cardinals Caravan and coming up to Mattoon on January 14th. That's a Sunday, by the way, to Lakeland College there in Mattoon. And uh, the reason I mention that is because the uh, people that will be there in a Mattoon for this caravan was announced uh, this morning. As uh, they'll be rolling into town there in Lakeland. And the MC this year is Matt Pauly. And Matt Pauly, of course, you, heard, you hear him all the time. On the Cardinals Radio Network, the in-studio host, and he actually filled in for uh, Ricky uh, this uh, past season in Milwaukee with John Rooney uh, there. Enjoy Matt and uh, some of the players that will be uh, joining the uh, caravan uh, rolling into Mattoon, Richie Palacios. He uh, spent some time in the uh, majors this season. Lucan Baker, he's an international MVP. Not an international in the in that sense, but the International League 
<laughs> MVP, smacked 33 homers in the minors last year. He spent like 33 games with the uh, Cardinals Major League Club uh, this year. He's a first baseman, so uh, one of those players in the Cardinals organization that kind of hard to find at bats for uh, being a first baseman and a DH, I guess. But uh, 33 homers is impressive. We'll see if he can spend a little bit more time with a big league club. Uh, you also got a James Nail uh, with uh, this caravan as well. Uh, he played in, uh, what, about 10 games. He's played in a couple co- a cup of coffee, bouncing up and down between Memphis and uh, St. Louis whenever we need uh, to fill in for the bullpen uh, there, and he'll be there. And uh, also uh, joining in uh, this caravan will be uh, Thomas uh, Sergius, as uh, I totally butchered that last name, but you'll get it down uh, right as he's a, a shortstop and he's a, a prospect that was in the minor leagues and um, he was significant because he was a part of the Jordan Montgomery deal and we acquired him from the Rangers. So part of that deal he spent, uh, he wasn't double A there with Frisco Rough Riders and then he spent some time in Springfield and then he moved up to uh, Memphis uh, later on there for mainly plays shortstop but he can't play the uh, second base position as well so uh, that's who's going to be uh, joining us in Mattoon there on uh, Sunday January 14th at noon get your tickets there at the uh, uh, Lakeland College ticket office and uh, for more information there we got a little uh, rotator on the website fmradio.com about it and the alumni also have a couple of alumni players that'll be joining this uh, caravan and two people that are very familiar with Matt Toon as they've been on caravans before the Matt Hungarian Al Urboski is going to be uh, back this year again he was there last year and uh, sat down and had a little bit brief conversation uh with him last year hopefully i'll get to talk to him a little bit uh more and have a little bit more time uh with the mad hungarian and also a guy that is very entertaining as well to talk to a fellow reliever i don't know what it is about these relievers on uh, the alumni uh but uh, jason mott gonna be joining al this year and uh, jason of course has been in my tune before as well i remember uh, hearing from him on the uh, program uh, there. So uh, we'll be doing stuff with the uh, Cardinals uh, Caravan, and uh, we'll be there with uh, some coverage as well. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's going to be the people that uh, join us um, uh, in Mattoon on January 14th. So looking forward to uh, the Cardinal Caravan uh, there in Mattoon, or Mattoon, I should say, there. All right, so that's going to do it for me on the program. You heard me talk enough here, and so I'm going to get off here, get back to work, and hopefully Eric will be back with me tomorrow, and we'll explore more of the NFL more as we go along with some playoff implications this weekend. We'll be talking about that in the next couple of days. So uh, until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out.